0: hey everyone welcome back to the murder board podcast the discussion show for the murder board podcast i am your host walter and tonight i am back with savannah hey and roderick hello and mra mra is back
1: yay hello
0: oh my okay. and if mra is back you know what that means it's the holidays it's Christmas oh yeah time <laughs> the only time she's ever on this podcast man what? <laughs> <laughs> but yes it's so great to have all of you guys back here uh so great to have this little trio this is a new little trio here but um tonight we are discussing how the grinch stole christmas from 2000 the year 2000 and um so if you haven't seen this movie this is your spoiler warning and if you have well i hope you enjoy our little show here so like i said happy holidays from the Murder Board. we tend to have uh i think the winter months are fun because we tend to do the most weirdest movies ever like starting in november all the way down to december you know it's the end of the year so we just pull out the weirdest movies last year i started with blood rage with me and shelton and then we quickly went into killer santa claus and uh how the nightmare before christmas and you know we had some fun with those movies but this year courtesy of savannah we are doing a holiday classic question mark how the grinch stole christmas man i i haven't seen this movie since i was a kid but uh i'm i'm kind of glad that we did this because honestly this is our first heist movie which is hilarious to me out of all of the iconic heist movies ever we decided oh, wow. to go with
2: <laughs> i never would have thought that mo- this movie has like a heist movie
0: i immediately was like but it well, is. It's <laughs> it. yeah it's a heist movie like I can think it, about that? that's crazy i
2: never thought about that either <laughs>
0: Like, you know, Ocean's... What is Ocean's Eleven heist movie. Reservoir Dogs, kind of a heist movie. Baby Driver heist. But no, we started with The Grinch.
3: (laughs) I mean, hey.
0: I've tried to get a heist movie on the podcast actually for a while because um, uh, even this year, I had one planned and I recorded it. It was just me. but I didn't end up releasing it just because it was just awkward. But um, I love heist movies. I don't know how you guys feel about them, but heist movies are pretty good, like... They're kind of like fun mysteries, in a way. Like, this kind of sort of mysteries, because you don't ever really know what the plan is until the very end. But I, I tend to enjoy heist movies. But, uh, yeah. So, i want to keep the intro short here, because there's there's kind of a lot to cover, but not really. But, you know, heist movies was just my first topic. But our, our next topic here is Dr. Seuss movies. Since we are talking about the Grinch here, I had to look at... I had to do my whole little retrospective thing. It was like, right now I'm in the middle of Spider-Man, and I'm kind of worn out. But uh, I decided to just take a dive into dr seuss adaptations and there's not many there's been three adaptations of the grinch and then there's one of the cat in the hat and then the lorax and then horton hears a who but that's about it as far as like movie adaptations go my first question to you guys is have you seen these movies and how many times have you seen these movies
2: i've seen all of them way more to count because they're all fucking gold <laughs>
3: I agree partially, though. I feel like I've seen The Grinch a thousand times, but, like, Gordon Here's a Who, maybe once or twice. Um, the other iterations of The Grinch, like the original cartoon one, maybe once, and the newest one, I don't even think I remember anything about it, because it was a... Right. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. i never seen that one, actually. I, I think I, like, did, like, 20 minutes of it, and I was like, oh, this is
0: trash. Yeah. I take think back. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one?
0: The newest Grinch it's that came like out.
3: It's, like, 3D one.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw, like, the ending of it last night, and... I was a little confused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it comes on FX now, you know, after a while or a certain amount of years, a movie just gets damned to FX movies where they just replay it every freaking weekend. But, um, I've only seen a, the ending of it as well, just because again, FX, and I was probably waiting for another movie to start. So that's probably <laughs> how I saw it. Um, other than that, I've seen a, I've seen the original cartoon when I was a kid, I remember the images. Um, I've seen The Cat in the Hat, God knows how many times. That one is a is a fever dream. I haven't <laughs> gone back to. In a love minute. it,
2: <laughs> love it so love much. It.
0: I want to find a reason to do it on this podcast. I just got to figure out what kind of movie it is. Like, I think it's a kidnapping movie. Like maybe order. Stockholm
3: syndrome, because I mean they don't run away. And I mean, it's so weird.
1: It's- funny.
0: Yeah, like, what are they doing? They're rescuing the dog, right? So that's so <laughs> it's a, yeah,
3: it's a dog nap. Definitely a pop culture moment, because there's so many references.
0: Yeah, and there's, uh, I remember, the, the cat hat was so weird. Um, and then the Lorax, I absolutely, I don't want to say I hate the Lorax, but I've just seen it way too many times. My little brother, seen little It uh, my little brother loves that movie. He replays it all the time, and I just, I, I know all the songs from heart, and I wish I didn't. <laughs> it's fine it's a fine little cartoon movie i think it's pretty fun but other than that it's like I've, I've been watching it ever since it came out and i'm still watching it like on the daily so it's it's, it's a movie i don't want to ever watch but um horton here's a who i saw it once and never went back
4: What?
0: yeah i just i don't think I've, i think uh, the only thing i remember about that movie is the whole like it's a flower spec thing, and also that Zach Efron and Mitchell Musso were voices on it. So That's about it. Oh, and uh, you know that was that movie came out like during the heyday of like our Disney Channel, like the, what we grew up with, like Hannah mm-hmm. Montana and all that. Like I think it was a little right after High School Musical three because that was like twenty ten, so we were like in the era, but kind of nearing the end of it. Um, other than that, I uh, as long as these Doctor Who's, movie, Doctor Who's, Doctor Seuss movies go. Ah. They're all right, they're fine, they're, they're there. But um, our main attraction here is that we're gonna talk about the Grinch, but first we're gonna take our first break and then I'll be back with some facts about the Grinch. There's not a lot, but it's some interesting stuff that happened with this movie.
3: Uh, I'll be right there. You got a problem. All right. Uh, we'll straighten this up. <laughs> It'll take them
0: years to sort this out. This is his now it's yours, and this is hers now it's his.
4: <laughs> and for the rest of you, jury duty, jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, pig slip, chain letter, extortion. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind helping me take this to the back room? But be careful of the sorting machine,
1: right? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Just makes my just soul and spirit is happy to, but i just hear the grinch because <laughs> you just are the melts. grinch it just melts my insides my heart just grew three sizes
0: <laughs> i my lungs were about to burst i was watching this last night and i was like i don't remember this movie being this funny but like i was laughing out loud and it was like two o'clock in the morning
2: it's so fucking That's great i'm <laughs> saying Oh, God.
0: All right, so we're back, and here's some quick facts about The Grinch here before we get into our discussion. It was released November 17th, the year 2000. Um, <laughs> the same year as Scream 3, Roderick.
4: Oh,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, directed by Ron Howard. Uh, if you don't know that director, which, um, again, another thing, another first. This is our first heist movie, our first Ron Howard movie. This guy has done a lot of stuff, but just some things people may know. Um, He directed where he takes the credit for directing solo a star wars story he's the one behind the first da vinci code movie Uh, a beautiful mind that movie they all made us watch in high school along with the blind side um and then he also directed that 80s movie uh parenthood which i highly recommend because um believe it or not the best person in that movie is uh keanu reeves he's like the best character in that movie and he's only in it for like A little bit also Joaquin Phoenix as a little kid is in that movie too uh he also did Willow I don't know just for your sci-fi fans out there Willow if anyone knows it's basically like Star Wars but with no lasers um this movie was written by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman ill not that Seaman. this is a kid's movie Uh, the film stars Jim Carrey, Jeffrey Tambor, Christine Baranski, Bill Irwin, Molly Shannon, and Anthony Hopkins as the narrator. Your little actor there. Um, and the film's plot goes as such. In this live-action adaptation of the beloved children's tale by Dr. Seuss, the reluctant Green Grinch decides to ruin Christmas for the cheery citizens of Whoville. Reluctantly, joined by his hapless dog, Max, the Grinch comes down from his mountaintop home and sneaks into the town to swipe everything holiday-related from the Who's. However, the bitter Grump finds a hitch in his plans when he encounters the endearing Cindy Lou Who. Oh, the alliteration in this movie. (laughs) It's gonna kill my lips. For this movie
4: was...
0: (laughs) It really is. The budget for this movie was $123 million, and the box office was three uh 345.1 million dollars so this is a big hit wow. for wow. you math, yeah, for all you math geeks out there tell us how it really went down uh <laughs> the uh, here's just some bonus facts about it which i find interesting uh the film earned mixed reviews upon release but most of it praised jim carrey for his performance but didn't like wow. the dark theme and tone and scary moment scary moments of the movie which i can understand they i watched the like the original trailer which i'm gonna play in a second and it is extremely scary <laughs> like you wouldn't think this is a holiday movie um they really hide the grin the film spent four weeks as the number one film in the united states the year it came out uh which is a amazing thing for movies especially like back then and even now like lot, not a lot of movies hit that long of a stretch but um this was the sixth highest grossing film of t- the of 2000 uh it was originally the second highest grossing holiday movie film of all time behind Home Alone from 1990, but both were surpassed by the 2018 version of The Grinch, the third adaptation of the story. So (laughs) funny how that like usurped all holiday movies and none of us have really seen it in full. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, The film is Oscar nominated and a winner. It was nominated for Best Makeup, Best Art Direction, and uh, Best Costume Design. Uh, The film won for Best Makeup though. Um, just to put you up, what it was up against, it was only three nominations. Keep in mind, I don't know why the Oscars do this, but you're allowed to nominate up to 10 films, but they only ever nominate, like, three or three to five for some reason for any category. But it was up against The Cell, which is a movie I was debating on doing for the podcast next year. Uh, that's a movie starring Jennifer Lopez in the mind of a serial killer. Um, I've never seen it, but it just looked interesting. Like, she literally travels into the mind of a serial killer, so she's like passed out on that table the entire time
2: what does makeup have to do with that
0: yeah it's
2: so probably just i good.
0: i i, I think yeah, yeah i don't know honestly i need to look at it like i think it's just more of like a i don't know what the hell it was um and then shadow of the vampire this is a film starring william defoe as the uh he plays like i think it's the movie based on Nosferatu that 1930s movie um, I think he's playing the actor in that In it's about the like making of that movie I've never seen it but I love Willem Dafoe and uh, that's about it so uh, anything you guys want to comment on before we shift over to our next break and then the movie
3: I've got a fun fact ooh go ahead the main theme that's sung throughout the movie Where Are You Christmas which is performed by Faith Hill in the soundtrack was actually co-written by the queen of Christmas herself Mariah Carey
0: you know what When I listened to the end of that and I heard it coming, I was like, is that Mariah? No, it's not Mariah, but it sounds like it should be Mariah. Right, the belting.
2: You know, Jim Carrey almost didn't do the Grinch. Like, he's, like, mentally fucking wore out with, like, the eight hours worth of makeup he put on. He almost didn't do it.
0: Oh, yeah, I did hear about that.
2: I am so glad my man just pushed through
0: it. Man, I mean, honestly, I didn't think it would have to take much makeup. Have you seen the man in real life? Around nineteen, like ninety, oh. two thousand, he was a he oh was God. all over the place. But uh, yeah, I can definitely see why this makeup would have like broken someone because he's wearing a lot of it here, like a lot. Like, I don't even think this is a suit, mostly.
2: No, just... it's it's like basically like every time he had to like film, he had to have it pieced together.
0: Yeah, oh, man, I hate. I would hate that.
2: You know, it's actually, like, you know, it's fucking 2000, so, I mean, nowadays, they probably would have been able to put it all together in one piece, but, yeah, back in the 2000, they didn't have that kind of equipment, so.
0: Yeah, but you gotta respect it, though, that they went this far and kept with it, and kept it consistent, too, because nowadays, they would have just put a different, like, gray or green suit on you, and then just mm-hmm. anime, CGI, CGI or something.
2: It. It'll look like shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it'll look like mm-hmm. Again, I'm doing a lot of Spider-Man stuff right now, like personally, and so everything to me is like, oh, well that's a ref. Like I'm about to watch these Tom Holland movies and I have my thoughts, but like, I didn't realize how CGI his, like they made his suit look, like it looks like fabric, but it also doesn't look like fabric. And so it it moves weird like if you ever seen chowder and how like the fabric on that oh. show would move that's how tom holland looked in civil war i, and I was like yeah like you know chowder and how like some of their clothes would like be patterned looking like that's how tom holland spider-man looks and i'm just so done with it but that's a tangent let's get into the grinch how the grinch stole christmas or just the grinch <laughs> Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment invite you to experience the magic of the classic story as it comes to life like you've never seen before. In a place where the Christmas spirit is
4: everywhere. Have the best Christmas ever! Well... Almost everywhere. Counting down the Christmas clock. Old young, (laughs)
0: peaceful. Bless this Christmas music. It's joyful and triumphant. Jim Carrey is... The the, the. The Grinch! I must stop this Christmas from coming! From Universal Pictures. What what would I wear? And Imagine Entertainment. Forgot about the reindeer.
2: Mr. Grinch, I myself am having some Yuletide doubts. Don't care. Maybe if you can reunite with the Who's and be a part of Christmas.
0: Maybe no, no, if you can
4: reunite
2: with the Who's and be a
0: part of Christmas. Grow up! If you think you know the whole story...
2: What if it's all just a misunderstanding?
1: This could change my entire outlook on
0: life! Really? No. Don't know Grinch.
4: I'm going to throw up, and then I'm going to
2: die.
0: Jim Carrey.
4: No! <laughs>
0: In a Ron Howard
4: film.
1: The Grinch. Oh somebody's fabulous!
0: Hey everyone. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that you can now join in on the conversation as well. If you are listening on Anchor or Spotify, you can now comment your thoughts on the episode's Q&A tab in the show notes. Feel free to let us know whether or not you like the film tv show or overall topic which hosts you agree with or don't agree with and give your own take on the conversation maybe you saw something we didn't overall we'd love to hear from you okay back to the show all right we're back let's talk about how the grinch stole christmas from 2000 starring the jim carrey oh my god guys for overall thoughts go. What do you think about how they're gonna stole Christmas after watching it for the podcast?
2: My opinion of this movie will always be the same. It's the greatest fucking movie ever. I will watch this movie even when it's summertime. It's just like Chef's Kiss. It's just such a great fucking movie.
1: It's the best movie ever.
2: Best fucking movie ever.
3: Mm. Uh, Less uh, debate. Uh oh. i agree. Listen. I agree. It's a really good movie. But I would also like to inform my point of a later stance is going to happen later in the podcast with a quote, if I may, from Twitter oh, about The Grinch. Go ahead. So for the audience at home, it's by a at MSO I think that's the author of the tweet. She says, The Grinch is a story about how a whole prejudiced community ostracized a green child, ran him out of town, and then gaslit him into believing he was the problem, and his heart needed to grow. He would have lit all their presents up, but y'all not ready for that conversation. Mm. So great. that's the quote that kind of informs my thoughts about what I'm going to be talking about tonight. Because it's a great movie, but when you look at it from like a critical lens, a little bit like how I did today, it really makes you think.
0: All right, Roderick pulling out the subtext. I got you.
3: Is realizing that um,
2: the Grinch was the victim in this situation.
0: Mm -hmm. Most definitely. The way they did this little (laughs) baby was just so wrong. Man! Uh, Man, I love how we all have different points. Like, you know, for Savannah, it's the greatest movie of all time, and the Grinch was the victim. Roderick pulling out the subtext. And to me, like I said earlier, I I thought immediately heist the movie. Like, this is about a man who pulled off the single most greatest heist and succeeded to the point where he just gave it back on his own but like that's all i got honestly other than that this movie is just a blast to watch like i was so surprised watching this movie i haven't seen it in such a long time in full like it will come on every christmas so i will catch it and be like oh it's jim carrey doing jim carrey but like watching this movie in total with just like all to myself quiet at house watching this movie again late at night that's where i watch movies but like this was so funny. Like I was, I was surprised at how much I was and laughing out loud. I don't think I've done that with a movie, like an older movie, in a minute. Like maybe since we did uh, Scream Three, Roger. But like other than that, I was just like having a blast with this movie, and I was like, I can't. I just couldn't believe it. I was just kind of shook.
3: And like what range and just talent from Jim Carrey. Which honestly, this might be controversial, but probably one of my favorite performances he's ever done. Because he's just so out there. It's up there. What about you,
0: Emory? How you feeling?
1: I used to love The Grinch, but I think that's the problem is that, like, I watched it so much when I was a kid to the point where now I can't even watch it anymore. Like, it's the, I'll watch, like, a lot of Christmas movies, but I just can't watch that one anymore. Like, today, when I was at work, it came on twice <laughs> during my whole shift on, like, Freeform. And I was like, I didn't just, I just didn't watch it, you know? Like, I used to love it, and I think it's a great movie, and Jim Carrey killed it, but I just, I think it's just been, it's been on so much, and I just can't watch it anymore.
0: I get that. There's a lot of movies like that for me. Um, Especially, like, Christmas movies. Like, I realized yesterday, Elf is a movie I just cannot watch anymore like i love will ferrell but i just can't watch that movie because it's just one it's just way too long but like elf is just not the movie for it me anymore
1: really
0: like and they play that like nonstop. yep but uh yeah i, I get that i get that uh that preference there they do but, yeah. that
1: with like elf the grinch the santa claus movie,
0: home alone
2: home, home express. alone
0: man polar express polar express polar, polar express Still a nightmare movie. The pajama casting. parties in
3: school.
2: Yeah, <laughs> wore me out on the Polar Express. I fucking hate it.
0: Man, that movie I can't stand. Well, <laughs> this is a Christmas. Podcast,
2: favorite fucking movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Christmas movies. movies. Aww. It's because it makes me think of school and like the pajama parties, like Roderick said. Like the hot chocolate. I just, yes, I, just, <laughs> I miss it. Man,
3: childhood.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't think they would ever play this in school. Like this movie here is not with of, the pandemic now. Well, yeah. No. But like just this, this, this movie is out of pocket from start to finish. Like it starts off really nice with the whole snowflake and the Whoville and automatic you know i recognize anthony hopkins voice anywhere so having that realization was a nice fresh thing for me and then immediately whoville the weirdest town you'll ever see and we get tiny little tuba person and everybody's rhyming and i'm like well, okay <laughs> they just thrust us into this little village here but <laughs> how we feel about whoville guys what do you think about the who's in a little town can we
2: just can i just state this these motherfuckers are living on a snowflake. Okay. This is just mind. Th- I have just thought about this ever since I was a child, and I just never have been able to get it out. These motherfuckers are on a snowflake. What are they gonna do when it melts? When it gets hot?
0: Or do they die? It's
3: <laughs> I don't know. So wrap like, like a joy? Christmas present. <laughs>
0: They're just flying around. I'm like, how is everything not shaking for them? Like, I know it's we're on crazy. Earth, and Earth is rotating, but these guys are just
3: blowing in the wind. Maybe that's why Christmas yes. is so special to them, because they know after Christmas, it's a wrap. How have right. <laughs> get...
2: these people survived? <laughs> they get one Christmas. Oh, my it's... God.
3: Everyone's born saying we get one Christmas, and we got we to gotta really make it last. It's their whole <laughs> existence as a who. That's their whole purpose. To celebrate one Christmas. Well, I mean, so I was trying, I was thinking about this because Whoville, like Dr. Seuss, he
0: always, I don't know if these are in the books or not. I know it's specifically in Horton Hears a Who, but, like, I don't remember the Grinch, like, having Whoville on a snowflake. But, like, if you look back at those, like, at least the movie adaptations, like, I haven't read it. I'm, you know, I'm 23 years old. I haven't read a Dr. Seuss book in a minute. But, like... (laughs) Whoville is also in Horton Here's a Who, and that's on a speck on a piece, on a flower in the middle of some kind of jungle. <laughs> so, like...
2: Yeah. Dr. Short, Dr. Susie literally does have, like, a whole weird thing with a little bitty world yeah, on like, a flower, on an object. His,
0: when his movies come out, or when his books come out, was it the 70s? Because it's got drugs written all over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I know it's for kids, but it's got drugs all over it. would explain book. all the shapes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was so torn. I was like, now that Savannah brings it up, I'm like, wow, summer must suck. <laughs> man. <laughs> summer, but or like spring, even. Like, one raindrop will melt the whole entire like.
2: <laughs> they're fucked, man. That's all I could think about ever, ever since I was a child. I'm like, huh. Something, <laughs> something isn't going to go well for them.
0: Oh, man. Uh-huh. Gonna, Maybe. Melt it soon. Maybe the snowflake melts into the speck that we see in Horton Here's a Who. But, like, oh. Maybe. But then again, like, in Horton Here's a Who, like, I remember, like, everything affects that town. Like, every shake and bump. Again, these guys are just blowing through whatever atmosphere is going on. <laughs> so, like, everything's just so sturdy. But, like, yeah, like, the Who's are weird. The Who's are weird. They got weird noses. I hate that I have to mm. grow into their noses, too. They do
1: have weird noses.
0: <laughs> Wait, so
3: what would we call this? Like, the Seussiverse? The Dr.
0: Sooniverse? <laughs> yeah, there is a Seussiverse. I, I know like what in Dr. Seussical the musical, like they try to like mold it all into one little musical thing, but I don't even think they reference the Grinch in that. But like huh? there is a quote unquote universe, but I don't think they're all like strictly connected. Like I don't think one what one fish, two fish, blue, whatever the fuck is just rolling <laughs> around somewhere.
3: But I then think again, there could be a connection somewhere. We just gotta look hard enough
0: roger wants the dr seuss avengers <laughs> yes um so yeah we get introduced to whoville we get introduced to the grinch like right off the bat he's just <laughs> i love this scene because it's just like teens climbing a mountain for fun and then they reach the grinch house and he's just pulling the whole get off my lawn thing but like it's in a funny kind of way but like, i like the little introduction like it's the grinch um, I do hate that all of the 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 names rhyme, though. But again, liter- alliteration. Like, what was it? Like the the two sons were Stu and and Hugh, or something like that. And then they had the okay. girls. I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But uh, we see Max, a dog. I love this. I like how like um he like barks out of this little like horn thing, and it's a mask, and they all run away from it. Like Max is, gets a pretty introduc- pretty good introduction here. I like Max. Max makes this movie.
2: I feel for poor little Max. He deserves a hug. <laughs> He's a shaggy
1: dog.
0: The strongest dog ever.
2: ever. Man.
0: <laughs> Talk about back muscles, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, we get, uh, Jim, let's just get into it. Jim Carrey as the Grinch. What do, you, what do we love about this? Because this whole performance is just amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm just like, like he does so much. And for me, what I thought about, like, you know, Doctor Who's Doctor oh my God, I hope I got again Doctor Dr. Seuss <laughs> <laughs> I don't even watch Doctor Who. But uh, Doc Dr. Seuss has his whole little like special way of like telling his stories and rhyming and all that stuff. And it's it's specific to Dr. Seuss. But to me, I'm like, man, performing it is way different than reading it. And I just think like it's got to be just similar to how, like, people feel about Shakespeare. Like, you know, reading it's pretty cool and poetic, but then actually saying it makes you feel like a complete idiot. But, like, Jim's, you get someone like Jim Carrey, and it, he makes it sound so natural. But, like, it's also funny because he's no, he knows he's doing it. Like, so in the movie, it's kind of, like, self-referencing. So he's like, "Oh, I can't stop rhyming. <laughs> it just makes me laugh.
3: Yeah, it definitely makes it fun. Like, the self-referential moments, the kind of breaking the fourth wall, and it being tasteful, and not like we're in a movie. You know, it's subtle subtle moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I can't imagine anyone else making this work, and they got Benedict Cumberbatch to do the animated one.
2: <laughs> yeah, nobody else would have done this, would well, done the job that he did.
0: Nope, nope. What's funny, because uh, what Eddie Murphy was probably the next person you would get behind Jim Carrey, and he was already doing the Nanny Professor around this time on the same lot, I think.
3: All respect to Eddie Murphy, but no, it couldn't have been. <laughs> it
2: just wouldn't have worked.
0: Yeah, it, was, yeah. Mm, it would be different. I think Eddie Murphy could get to the same energy as, or I've seen Eddie Murphy do the same energy. It would be as, like
3: um, Mushu from Mulan. Yeah, it would be a lot of yelling, like.
0: But I think Eddie Murphy could match the energy, but it would just be a different movie. Like It wouldn't be as like lightly, like a lot of the jokes that like go over people's heads, like a lot of this movie has a hell of a lot of like adult jokes in it. With Eddie Murphy, it would be blatant instead of kind of hidden that um, Jim Carrey does very well, where he would just like turn to the camera. You know, You know, he's talking directly to the adults in the audience that have to drag their kids to this movie.
4: Yeah.
0: All right. So uh, Jim Carrey does a really good job as the Grinch here. And then we get a little, we get more of the who's here. I love that the Grinch. Oh, oh I love that he makes the the decision to go into town, and that's kind of how we get our a lot of our exposition. Uh, a lot of the, the beginning of this movie is exposition. But uh, we get the who celebration. You know, we get that all, whole thing set up. We meet the mayor, who is he's basically the mayor from Jaws. No, no matter what, we got to keep Christmas going. <laughs> like, and then the Grinch, he, I like how he sneaks into town with a robe and a who mask. Like, where do you find that? <laughs> it was a who
4: mask?
0: Yeah, like the Grinch is wearing this mask and it's supposed to be a who. So it had that big old smile on it. <laughs> yeah, he's Bro, like,
2: I thought it was a Bugs Bunny mask.
0: Nah, it looks like, it looks like, it clearly looks like a who. Like, he's he's wearing a mask with the people in town so they wouldn't recognize him. And the the joke is, people are like, oh, yeah, it's just a normal who.
2: <laughs> Why did I always, my whole entire life, I did not piece that together.
1: Wait, what happened? I'm sorry. The
2: mask that uh, the Grinch wore into the town, it was a who yeah. mask. Mm. I thought it was a Bugs Bunny mask. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, go back. Okay, okay, go back. Go, go. Pull
0: a picture. Pull a picture right now. Yeah, pull it up. Like, the mask he wears, it looks like a who. Yeah, it's always
1: looked
0: like them. So, like, the joke is that he's, you know, he's walking around town like them when clearly it's not like
2: so much more sense now because yeah come to think of it yeah. nobody was like wait who the fuck is this guy in a Bugs Bunny mask okay so <laughs> makes sense. I believe you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just Like I always thought it was a Bugs Bunny mask I'm like why the fuck why did he get a Bugs Bunny why do you know what Bugs Bunny
0: is okay <laughs> if it helps wrong studio that's Warner Brothers this is Universal
3: what does that mean oh they probably wouldn't have had the license for Bugs Bunny
0: yeah Bugs uh... Bunny was with uh, Warner Brothers and uh, the Grinch or Dr. Seuss was at Universal um, I actually I really like if you guys ever been, but Who Whoville is a, like a a theme park in Universal, like it's, it's a little small section. But they have Whoville, and then it's like the Grinch Whoville, it gets covered in the snow. I've been a few times. It's pretty okay. Like it's definitely for kids. I love the um, I love the like the the Cat in the Hat ride they got there.
2: Holy oh, shit! I need to go there.
3: Oh yeah, we need to go to Who. Sorry, people keep texting me, and I don't know how to turn this fucking sound. There's one thing that I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. So how I was kind of had, I had pulled, like, several topics and themes from the movie. One thing that really informed my first topic that I was getting into started when the exposition first started. Like, when you're meeting the people on the snowflake, you notice that there's chaos, people are running around, people are trying to buy things, and there's a shot where one of the sales vendors or whatever is divvying out the money and you can see gold and everything and no one's really counting anything. People are just kind of throwing the money and the gifts are being wrapped in everything and it's just a big cluster mess of stuff. And that got me thinking. This time for the podcast, I actually wrote out some notes because I really wanted to like have it organized out and have you guys discuss it with me. But the first topic was the idea that the Grinch can be an example of commercialism or capitalism and how it's detriment to nature with nature being Exemplified by the Grinch, since he's green, and even more so pronounced that you know the Grinch's nature. It's because he's the only one I noticed who had a pet in the whole entire town.
0: You know what? what yeah, I, mean. I did notice that. I noticed he was the only one with a dog, and I was like, you yeah, know, that's kind of weird. How no, like all these who's are supposed to be loving, but none of them have animals.
2: Right. <laughs> I I Stuff
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Max. But I just felt like it was just so, like, prominent capitalism, the fact that, you know, they're living on a society that's run by the funding of things, and they're kind of missing the essence of what Christmas is about. Like, for example, what did I have in my notes?
0: I love that you took notes, because this is the movie where I took the the least amount of notes. Like, I have the least amount of notes in this (laughs) Oh, listen, I and had it's some words.
2: Theory stuff, too. Like, it's so deep.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you're blowing, you're blowing my mind, dear man. I was like, you know what? I mean, I caught it. I caught it. Like, to me, this is basic Christmas stuff, so I just kind of didn't feed into the plot as much. Like, you know, the you, you get this with, like, yeah. I feel like Christmas movies have three plots, which is, one is this one where we have to realize that commercialism isn't all that, and Christmas is about love and family and all that. Like, that's totally... Yeah, but then like the second plot is what you get with a lot of Lifetime and Hallmark movies, which is is he Santa or not Santa? Either way, I think I'm get laid. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
3: whoa, whoa.
0: oh, you know that that's the whole thing with the whole life. Like Lifetime, hate watching Lifetime holiday movies are hilarious. Something and with they,
3: Vanessa Hudgens
0: in it. Yeah, like Her Vanessa Hudgens or some like random '90s like white girl who used to be famous, <laughs> or Mariah Carey. You know she does a few of those movies. Uh, Christmas. <laughs> And it's always the same exact type like, plot, just kind of switched around. And then like a the third plot would be just like, it's a kooky thing, but it's also set at Christmas. And the whole entire goal is to get back home for Christmas. Like three main plots for a Christmas movie. But this one does hit that first one. So to me, it was very basic, but I do like where you're going, Roderick, and how there are sudden details. There are details because
3: now I see it. and I, I do have some examples. So you guys get this. The kind of points that were like kind of evidence for me with the symbolism for capitalism and the Grinch being nature, him being the opposing force of what the whos represent. I had noticed that one thing, how the Grinch could be nature was, here's the point. He uses discarded materials showing that he's resourceful, the Grinch, aka like nature, you know, nothing created or destroyed. And then another thing I noticed was when Cindy Lou, who was talking to her dad at the beginning, she was saying, don't you think this is too much? She's talking about the presents. And the dad is like, well, that's what Christmas is all about. The point completely flying over his head because he's been, you know, socialized. He's an adult to understand that this is what it's about. But Cindy Lou, who being a young kid, she hasn't been conditioned to forget about the sentiment of what Christmas is. And in a way, you can kind of see that physically, too. How you were saying, Walter, she hasn't grown into her nose yet, like what the president or the governor was saying, because in a way it hasn't warped her like society.
0: You just you just you just said something there. And man, you're you're right on the money. She. Yeah, she's she's basically hasn't been corrupted yet. And she's still this precious little girl. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah, I'm on
0: my Socratic seminar tonight. Hey, this man said, I got a, de-. he said, I got a degree in Grinch and I'm going to show you. Yeah. <laughs> but what do y'all oh. think?
2: It's so funny. Cause like now that you're saying it, it is all just pieces together. And you're like, you're fucking totally right. Holy shit.
3: <laughs> I feel like the dude in the basement who has like all his facts laid out, just <laughs> pointing to the mood board.
2: This man this is why a whole- it's connected. <laughs> <laughs> he has the red strings and the, t- the tax
3: <laughs> literally all pieced together. That was what I gathered from like the first five minutes. I was like, wait a minute. I'm kind of on my Dr. Bennett right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out. Right. For the audience that was our high school English teacher, shout out. Shout out. Look, uh, if you were, um,
0: let me know if you listen to this podcast because I, I haven't heard anything from y'all. <laughs> but, Savannah, so I'm dying at this picture you just did.
2: I've been trying to put it on our group, on our Snap, like group chat, and it's not letting me.
0: Uh, hold on. But uh, yeah. Need so, to add, it, add it for me. I will, so
2: they can see what I've been talking about. Cause with, cause y'all will see that shit looks like Bugs Bunny.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Roderick, I think you're you definitely you've earned the uh the award for this podcast because you just blew all of our minds.
3: Hey, And that was only the first topic. Stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, this Whoa. man got a whole list of notes to
0: go. List. I took notes. Man, oh well. I'm interested in what else. What else you have There is. I would, I would, I'm interested in what else you have because I honestly, like, in my notes, I'm just kind of like putting down things that I laughed at and like noticed. Like, I got the I got the main plot and everything in the main message so quickly, like you did. Like again, it's in the first couple of minutes that the rest of this movie just kind of flew by me, mm-hmm. and so that to me was interesting in the fact that like this is just funny. Like, there's a lot of great gags in this, and then we stop every moment to pay to the little Cindy Lou, but like. I love the fact that Molly Shannon is in this movie and she's just obsessed with these lights And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> her name is Betty Lou, who her nose is just all over. Like, her nose is the big thing on her face. Like, I think they <laughs> did her wrong, but they knew she had such a strong voice. But, like, I don't know. There's just a lot of great characters besides the Grinch in this movie. Like, my favorite character in this movie is the V. Martha May. movie. Oh, Yay. Yeah. Oh, my God. She is oh, amazing. Me.
1: She's a Betty.
0: Yes. Truly. Uh, I love her. From the moment she steps outside and goes,
1: Betty Lou. I'm like,
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> <I Hi>. will. Want- <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, this actress has been in all kinds of movies, but this is like, oh, man, this is, why do I, why does this make you smile so much? And I love the fact that she goes, Oh, do you like this antique? And it's just this chandelier of like little crystals. And then she goes, This was new. And pulls out a freaking cannon for lights. And she just starts ramming her house. I'm like,
2: I so bad. (laughs) Oh,
0: God. Like, that would, I
3: feel like that would just destroy things. But like, I want one. (laughs) Man. I mean, it's it's about to be 2022. Where are those machines at? Honestly. <laughs> I just loved it, and you then after she got cars
1: and shit, but not that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we got cars that drive themselves now, but you know, no one, can, <laughs> no one can afford it. But like, uh, I love how she gets done shooting it, and then she goes, and then,
1: <laughs> and then walks. Want a inside. workout? Period. Like, oh god.
0: Oh man, uh, that just made me crack up, and then. <laughs> The dad in this one, Lou, who is kind of like the main voice of the movie as like, I guess he's the audience, quote unquote, between the whole argument between the Grinch and the mayor and Cindy Lou as our main central. But like the dad is pretty forgettable to me. Like he's got some funny moments, but he's just kind of there to move the plot along. I think he really pipes up at the end. Yeah, he finally does kind of like become a dad. Mm hmm. Sticks up when the entire town is chastising her da- his daughter, but, you know. <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah, you know, you know, she hasn't hit puberty yet, so she, she might not hate him.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Um. Ooh, one thing I did love is that <laughs> just how weird Whoville is, though, like, they have a garbage chute that goes up a mountain.
2: <laughs> That's fucked up, because I swear to God, it did purpose. I swear to God. But, but I realize, dump on it. this poor man more. They're like, yes. huh? here's my trash. We know you're gonna love it. Just fucking shoot. How does it even work? Exactly. How like, the fuck?
0: Is it pressure? Is it air pressure that just does it like just get shot? Like they throw the trash away, but it goes up the mountain that's hanging above
3: them. So at some and point not, you would think it's more effort.
2: Yo, <laughs> yeah. not only is it like up the mountain, it's like loops and lefts and right turns like you it, built
0: this
3: <laughs> fucking who's your assholes man i'm telling you oh and y'all this is steal. like like that metaphor for nature too the fact that a lot of times toxic waste dumps landfills it all ends up just out in the open without a care like the grinch's house
0: exactly like all of this like the grinch's cave is the most like besides the bat cave this is where i would want to live because this thing is filled with all types of cool stuff. And the fact that he makes a point that they all threw it away, like, kind of makes you kind of pissed. Like, they just wasted all this great stuff here.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-oh. Grinch, King of Thrift.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we do take a break into a moment that, honestly, when I watched this moment, I was like, this reminds me of MRA. I feel like this is what M. R. A. was like when she was little, just, like, based on this movie. Because, like, little Stindy Lou take stops the movie to sing a song. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> why do i see why do i see emory in this little pink dress sitting outside the window waiting for christmas
4: (laughs) where are you (laughs) christmas
0: plus like all the song is so sad but like all i hear is (laughs) emory oh i do like this little song though um i don't like i feel like i've heard it I mean, obviously, I've heard it before. I've seen The Grinch. But, like, I feel like someone else did this. And I know there's a song later on that I know for a fact Glee did. But, like, I don't know who else sung this song besides Faith Hill. But, like, there's, I've heard this song many times before. And I, I, I don't know. But, like, it was, like, an instant flashback for me. I was like, oh, this song. My feels. My heart. Where is this coming from? <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice little sad song.
2: Because you're literally The Grinch, Walter. It's just reality hitting you
0: yeah yeah i had, it happened last year when we did a uh, nightmare before christmas and it's happening again i for some reason all year i'm like you know what? i don't really like christmas but once i watched like a christmas movie i'm like you know what maybe i don't hate christmas too much you and your, open heart your heart
2: grows three <laughs> sizes that <day.
0: laughs> it reminds me of a family guy joke where they did that and then he was immediately in the hospital <laughs> <laughs> he had like a tumor in his, in his terrible terrible <laughs> oh i think that was family guy but yeah pretty sure it was but he was like his heart grew three sides that day Woo! we well, got the grinch on the table now
3: oh i just remember i think have you ever seen the movie all dogs go to heaven yes that's what Cindy Lou Who's song reminds me of. When the little orphan girl, Anne-Marie, is singing about wanting parents. It's like that little tender, you know, sing-songy musical moment that happens in kids' movies.
0: Yeah, as they call it the I Want song that's in every musical, where the main character stops and sings about what they want.
3: Yeah.
2: That's so sad. She sings that she wants parents. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, like... <laughs> All dogs go heaven. All dogs go to heaven, and all dogs go to heaven too. Are two movies I've seen way too many times as a kid, and lo- like looking back at it now, it's like I probably that's probably why I have such a weird relationship with dogs because it's actually very deep. Like a dog it, gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it
2: does murder. Oh my god! See, that's why I never watched that movie. I can't. The name, the t- the title of the fucking movie itself is just very fucking to me. That's why i always stayed away from the movie. I said, whoa, dogs going to heaven, a
1: dog dying. I'm gonna stay away from it. I'm not gonna watch it. it. Even helped. a dog's purpose. Like, I won't even watch that just because I know something's gonna happen.
4: Yeah, Marley I and even me. Watch
1: that. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, I Come man. Let the, the dogs tears. out of It's so this is why hard. Max,
0: this is why Max is such a king because he he makes it. He pulls through in this movie.
1: Max ain't going nowhere.
0: <laughs> I love the ending, though, where he's like, oh, Max, I love you. All right, get off me. Get off me. One step oh. at a time. <laughs> <laughs> reason I'm still the Grinch. Thing. like one step at a time uh oh i love the fact that in the cave he has like a catapult (laughs) and a zipline to his couch like i was like you know what that's cool Uh, the art design in this movie is great though i think roger alluded to this earlier but like the whoville is so weird the grinch's cave is weird looking I i can see why this was awarded i mean it got awarded for best makeup but that's just mainly because of jim carrey but like (laughs) the art design in this movie is amazing like whoville looks great in this Mm -hmm. cave i love how everything is kind of twisty and curly like it's like it's a basic so,
3: so wonderfully kooky
0: um so many great scenes though with just like okay so i have one like critique but like it's also a compliment but i don't know how i feel about it which is why i don't necessarily know how i feel overall about this movie but like so it takes like a full and i i looked at it when i was watching it it takes a like, full hour and three minutes before we literally hit where the book begins of the Grinch getting ready to steal Christmas basically so for that whole hour we're just basically setting up characters which is you know something you do in a movie like the cat in the hat I remember it's about 30 20 30 minutes or so when you meet the kids and the mom and her job and everything that's fine but then that movie starts the actual book of like the rainy day like the second act starts the book but here we go through basically two acts before we get to the actual like start of the, the story, and I was so weirded out because like as a filmmaker, as of like you know someone who li- watches movies, that's like a big no no <laughs> when you're adapting something. Like that's basically going to it, and you ignore all of the stuff with the kids and immediately start with the the, the um you, you immediately basically start with all of the adults realizing that they were scared as killed as children after like them at the uh the restaurant but honestly we probably made that movie a little better but my, my point still stands you don't just like stretch out this innocuous part or i guess made for this movie in a, in a normal movie you don't do that so that's just right. a lot of wasted time essentially it's a bunch of skits woven together but here for some reason it works because Perfect. yeah because i guess it is just because it's jim carrey but also, there's other elements to it. Like like I said, there's other funny moments. Like, the mayor is pretty funny, and he gets a couple scenes to himself. I love the fact that Cindy Lou, like, again, being, like, the voice of the audience, or, like, the viewpoint for the audience, is, like, goes on her little true crime podcast thing, and she gets a little radio, and she's going to house-to-house to house going, so do you know the Grinch? How was he? Like, I love that shit. Like, that was really fun. But, again, it hit me like, Wow, this took a whole hour to get through for them just to set up who the Grinch was and his story, and but the actual how he stole Christmas is like forty minutes of the movie. So I don't know how right. I feel about that.
2: But it gets you more into like touch of like the actual in the villains of the movie. There's yeah, it, like it 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 kind of shows you like okay, so this is what the Grinch is portrayed as, but this is really why it is, and it's kind of like it just shows you like it just sets it up that way which yeah. a lot of people i guess overlook and don't really realize that but i don't know i, I yeah. it works perfectly i mean
0: or i wouldn't say overlook i would say it's probably the part they forget about because if you're someone like me or like i guess all of us like you, you probably went a couple of years without watching this movie and then so rewatching, you're like wow i didn't think it took this long to get to the actual like plot
2: I mean what it technically is the plot or like beginning of the Grinch like what, what point of the movie
0: Well does it I start were, like <laughs> the, the, the how the Grinch stole Christmas I think it starts with him on the mountain and then he goes into his idea of dressing up as Santa Claus like again it's a it's a children's book so it's like
2: That like, is so fucking far fetched like imagine they just open this movie up and they're like <laughs> well, here's the Grinch, and I'm getting ready to destroy this. Whoa! Why? Why are you going to do that? What happened? You know, that's why he does that.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, I get why they have this introduction. Like, the first 30 minutes of the movie is exposition introduction, but then again, like, after that, you got, like, 45 minutes of them just, like, you got the Grinch doing his thing in his cave, and you got Cindy Lou singing a song, and then, so it's it's a lot of character development. That, again, it works for this movie. I'm not, like, that's why I was saying, like, I don't think it's a complaint but like as a if you look at it as just a movie they really stretched out a lot of this story i mean i guess you would have to because it is like like the children's books like what 10 pages long like and i and i my biggest comparison would be the cat in the hat where they just in like they just stuck two subplots into that story when it was just about kids being at home but then after that they got to do the whole rescue the dog thing and then they have the whole subplot with alec baldwin and then they got the whole thing with the house being engulfed by this other dimension which i i feel like a lot of complaints of that movie is that that stuff didn't work now it's kind of memeable because it is outrageous but i remember <laughs> when that movie came out it didn't get a lot of good reviews but like this one here it works for some reason but like it shouldn't if that's what i'm is, is what i'm really saying that makes sense
3: I, don't, I feel like a lot of how it works is because maybe it just rests on probability like they knew they had a budget when they were hiring on jim carrey but i didn't think that they expected it to be this grand i think the whole intention was just we're gonna have a great time and yeah. have a movie full of you know laughter and everything so let's just stretch it out and get all that we can out of it not realizing it would become this classic but all the other you know subtext and everything would follow along with it which is probably why the point of like was all this needed you know is brought
0: up yeah like i said it, it worked my final example before we move on but like you know it's essentially if you take the polar express and the first hour is just the kid at home and then you get to the train is what i'm saying basically but like here like that wouldn't work like that would get that movie like tank people would people would rail that movie pun intended <laughs> but like here it works because i guess you do have jim carrey but he's also backed up by all these really great side characters like the mayor is like he's evil but he's hilarious like he seems like a parody of the of the mayor from jaws where everything is like where he's just so kind of like self-centered and greedy and he has like the stupidest haircut but he's also for some reason somehow gotten into like the eye and the viewpoint of martha may but like it's, and then the parents are ridiculous. They're like really consumed. So you like you get their base level, but they still work. This, this my only point here. But um, I liked it though. Um, getting back into let's get into the the Grinch's backstory because I love this backstory. But like like I said, Cindy Lou goes to like house the house with her little voice recorder thing, looking like a, a podcaster before podcasting was really cool. And <laughs> I love Baby Grinch. <laughs> Every Christmas, I do look forward to the memes of Baby Grinch.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love how he just, like, uh, I do I do like the, the sex joke, though. They're like, so all the babies just float down from the sky in the little umbrellas, and they cut back to Cindy. She's like, so that's how it happens. And they both look at each other like, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yep, that's like how it happens. But Baby Grinch okay. looks so cute.
2: We can't overlook the part where the little baby landed and the guy went outside oh, to grab the milk. He said, honey, our baby's <laughs> here. Yeah. It looks just like your boss. <laughs> oh, the
3: adult jokes.
2: Because yeah. I never understood that when I was little. When I got older, I was like, oh.
0: Another point where I just laughed out loud. I was like,
3: oh. <laughs> Oh no, I like, wanna do it. The, the part when he's like the grinch is being blown into town and he hits the other baby and <laughs> yeah. that maniacal laughter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking evil ass laugh
0: <laughs> from the jump. But then I liked the voiceover. She was like, Oh yeah, it took us all night before we realized he was out there <laughs> and they're all
2: just partying inside. Man, oh, they're smacking each other's asses, humping each other.
0: And they're
4: gray. <laughs> and they still just gray. sit in
2: the tree, like, what the fuck? The
0: freaking who's man. <laughs> oh man. I love baby Grinch and how he just looks, but then we get the kid Grinch and I'm like, oh that's scary looking, ew. I was <laughs> like, ew, kid Grinch is kind of scary looking. No,
2: leave him <laughs> alone. He's just misunderstood.
0: Yeah, no, like it yeah, I, I like I like Kid Grinch. I don't want to like discriminate because this movie's not about, you know. We'll discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like for the I, Maybe it's because I'm maybe I'm jealous because the beard before I do, but
3: like, man. it's green. I mean,
0: also, oh man, I love the little kid, the little kids, how they are all just like in the same school somehow. But like little Martha May, I love how her hair is just A B C. Like I never noticed that before.
2: Dude, I was little. I told my mom, I was like, "Can you do that for my hair?" And she's like, "What do you think I am?" I was like, no. You put your hair up in a regular ponytail, I are you saying?
0: <laughs> so, you just, know, to keep, just to keep track, Emray sitting at the window singing, Where Are You Christmas? And Savannah's yeah. like, I want the alphabet in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: God. Oh, God.
0: Well, yeah, I do think this little sad. This this story is sad. I I never realized he made an angel. Like I just thought he just did the best he could. But rewatching, and I'm like, oh, it's an angel for the top of her tree.
2: Made of fucking diamonds.
0: Man, that is some freaking like he he has some talent.
2: Bro, that was this is my favorite scene of this whole movie. That whole just entire just, just fucking destroying family heirlooms. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an old. That, <laughs>
4: Oh, oh, you. Oh, I would fucking
3: kill him. I was just like the adorableness and the humor and the heart of this whole scene. This scene right here is my favorite in the whole movie. Yes. The backstory. Yes,
0: yeah, you feel, you do feel like the magic. Like he, he, you feel that he was ac- he felt accomplished after making that he for really her. He
4: And
0: I was like, oh, I know that feeling, and then, and then just the- like. The following day,
3: Just it Fucking... down. And your
0: foot. The fact that he was like he picked up the razor, and I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it, because then he immediately came flooding back, and I was like, oh man, don't do it. And he shaves his own face. I love the fact that he goes to school with the bag on his head. Grid or Mr. Grinch, remove the bag. Removed the bag, put the <laughs> book. <laughs> now put down the book. Put down the book. It's his boot. <laughs> Put your foot your down, foot.
2: <laughs> man. Out of everybody's ass, I wanted to be on this movie. It wasn't even the mayor. Mayor. It was the fucking. It was a teacher. I think I've said this before, but I'm gonna say it again to the day I die. I would whoop that teacher's fucking ass for embarrassing that kid like that. Cause that's just fucked up.
3: No, yeah. let's talk about it.
2: Nobody yeah, talks about it. <laughs> let's face villain. It. <laughs>
3: Because literally, she enabled and even had the audacity to giggle when they ridiculed him.
2: The bitch! Oh my god! I want to.
3: She's the real villain. The audacity. <laughs> Fuck her uh, up! Ooh. For real though, like
0: you don't pull him aside and then see what's wrong. or like, you don't, like you know, do the whole kindergarten thing. Let's step outside the classroom and talk about it. But no, like in the middle of everybody, just you know.
2: And they clearly, to try- yeah. Yeah, fucking bag on his head for a reason.
0: Fucking cunt. Oh, and then the fact—really, I was angry at this little like Augustus Clump-looking motherfucker, like this little fat kid who turns out to be the mayor, which is a fun little twist. So I see Augustus. (laughs) Yeah, like he looks like exactly—he looks like two characters from other uh, kids' movies. He looks like the fat kid. From uh, Willy Wonka. Matilda or, Willy Wonka. Yeah, and the, Matilda, he looks like the guy that they make the chocolate cake, and I'm like, why does he look like both of them mashed into two mashed into one person? But, Always like, fat kids. <laughs> well, the night, yeah, the early 2000s and the 90s were really railing on fat kids. If you if you look back at
3: it, the <laughs> fat phobia was a little bit rampant. Just yeah, like, it, was,
0: <laughs> it was. It was. It's in a lot of them, and he wasn't. He was just a kid. Is that there's certain age where boys are just kind of plump for their age, like like ages what? Um, I want to say ages eight to twelve. You are just kind of like round for a, yeah. a while, <laughs> but like Hollywood just didn't care. Um, but yeah, so the Grinch gets embarrassed. The yeah you know, little mayor kid who I forget his name, but like the mayor just embarrasses him in front of Martha May. But I love the oh the anger, the fury,
3: the, the muscles. muscles.
2: <laughs> I was like, get
3: it, Martha Bay.
1: She was 12.
3: <laughs> she was sweating in that gown, y'all. <laughs> oh,
0: my God.
3: I was like, get it, Martha Bay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she was my favorite character. Oh, my. Uh, it was so sad, though, seeing her cry about the Grinch. But she couldn't, you know, being society, she couldn't show it. But, like, and this is a really great transition from him, like, being angry to him on the mountain, just, like, Broody. sitting there. Yes, and then he then he pulls out his hate book, which is, I guess it's just a phone book. But like he's, just <laughs> he's like Larry, who I hate you, <laughs> hate 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 hate
2: hate. hate. Dramatic, I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, in Whoville, I love this. I love this little moment there. I don't know if anyone catches it, but like they're shopping and Cindy Lou is talking to her dad, but then like. She's like, Where's your mom? And then she, Betty Lou comes up. Look what I found. I think it'll go great for the house. And it's the fucking traffic light.
2: (laughs) Uh, And then you just hear the fucking wrecks in the background. Hurry up. We're going to be late. She's like,
3: Come on. Come on, y'all.
2: I'm like, Who is this menace
0: to society? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) She's taking this light little situation a little bit too far. We tearing down traffic lights, talking about, Look what I found.
2: (laughs) This bitch was at competition, okay? The whole entire time. (laughs) She's <laughs> competing uh, with Martha May.
0: And to be honest, I've working in Green Hills, I've met so many people. I'm like, yeah, I can see them tearing down a traffic light. <laughs> uh so yeah, um, let's oh, so another Cindy just, just decides to stroll up to the mountain and go see the grinch. <laughs> like, no one keeps an eye on this little girl at all. Like no, she just oh it all
2: fucking <laughs> rampage around this damn hooville. She's
0: like, all right, I'm gonna go climb up a large mountain to go see my best friend. <laughs> and then he just like shoves her back down the hill or down the mountain. And I'm like, this little
3: girl, like, can someone
0: get a leash, please? The
3: Grinch on those backpacks. <laughs> but, yeah. Man, she had mad heart. She had no fear. She said, I don't even know what a Grinch is, but I'm finna go meet him. You know what? Right
2: yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to her because Grinch is a little scary. I would be like, this is gonna eat her. <laughs> that's what my fear was. She's gonna get up there. She's gonna get ate the fuck up by the Grinch.
0: She didn't yeah. care. But like, so I do remember in the original book, it is that scene of her, you know, she wakes up, she thinks it's Santa Claus, but it turned out to be the Grinch. And that's their that's their whole interaction that changes everything. But like, I do like in this movie, she she does have a reason. He did save her after like wrapping her up and then throwing her in little uh, gift thing but then he does pull or no she falls in and he pulls her out first and then he's getting ready to leave and so she realizes immediately oh this is a good person and then immediately gets wrapped into a present <laughs> like, and I like how they cut to a box and it's like oh did he really put her in a box but it turns out he's just wrapped up in like in the
3: corner there so, like, poorly wrapped human shape <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay y'all so I'm change the channels a little bit, but, Walter, you actually just brought me to my second topic of what the Grinch could represent, based off of just my viewing of the movie this time. Yes. So, I was thinking, I'm going to just talk about the topic and then kind of get into the points of backing up, like, why I felt this way. But I feel like, especially backed up with the backstory about how he kind of came out of nowhere, the Grinch could also symbolize supernatural power that comes from being in tune with primitive sources. Or nature, a.k.a. being shunned from society and kind of forced to, you know, harness your own power. So, these are the examples. So, one, during the backstory, you know how they were like, Cindy Lou, who, she has detention because her teacher's like, "Uh, you know, you mentioned the Grinch and that's a big no-no. As they say, the Grinch, his actual name, the blinds fling open twice. And then when she's asking her dad about, you know, who is the Grinch? What type of, who is he? His Her dad says he's not a who, he's more of a what. Another example of the Grinch possibly being, you know, symbolic to something omniscient or ambivalent or just completely beyond the human, a.k.a. the who realm, would be the fact that he lives at the apex of society, a.k.a. he lives at the top of the mountain. Even though he is the villain in the movie, he's not like at the bottom or in some type of underworld or anything. And then another point was sometimes, you know, omniscient forces are at times beyond our comprehension, yet they seem to affect our lives from a fatalistic point of view. So, for example, how the Grinch kind of took the mail in the mailroom when we first meet him and Sidney Lou, who for that gift wrapping thing we were just talking about, he throws all the different dates out to different people, you know, jury duty, blackmail, pink slip, as if to dictate their lives like he were some type of God. So what do y'all think?
2: That was just so deep for me to just comprehend.
3: Like I was, I
2: was just on my moment.
0: <laughs> you are doing an awesome job, dude. Because now I'm—I've never thought of it that. Like I love how we're just getting this deep into a, a basically a children's movie. But like, <laughs> this is that is amazing because I'd never thought about that. But you're right because they do. It's like it, it kind of gives like Voldemort vibes because like it's the yes. name you don't want to be saying, and then when you say it gives it more power or something like that. But, like, yeah, you're, you're totally, totally right about that. I, I'm i going to send a gift. And that's going to be my reaction. Roger,
2: an... were you high when you were watching this movie?
3: <laughs> I was not. And it actually, it's so funny you say that, too, because, you know, high, the green, the weed, or whatever. It brings me yeah. to my next point, how... You know, you say his and Walter. You just brought it up. You just reinforced it. The fact that you know Voldemort, that villain, his archetype is pretty much don't say his name because it gives him power. Like you know poltergeists yeah. or other type of supernatural entities. The fact that the Grinch, as he becomes more familiar to the who's in the story via the innocent child, who we know children usually have those connections with the outer realms for whatever poltergeist. Boom. Yeah. As she invites the Grinch to the whovelation. And he wrecks havoc because they disrespected him by bringing up, you know, that whole Clipper story. As, did y'all notice, as the things are happening, and he's like blowing up the town with the fire and just going off at people, the lighting on him is very green. As if he mm-hmm. were glowing. Yeah. hmm Like the power is just You're getting totally more. Right. It's, oh, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, uh, you're you're totally right, man. I did notice that the lighting changed, and I was like, it's very for me when the lighting changes like that. When someone lashes out and they're basically displaying superpowers, I immediately think of Carrie. Yes, but like you're totally right. But yeah, like that is that is a great, and I guess Ron Howard is a a great filmmaker. Ron Howard, great filmmaker. But like you're totally right. That's all in this movie, and it's very. I want to bring up that it's very well edited too. Because they really linger on a lot of these shots as he gets more and more angry and, like, confused and sad. And I like I like the shot where he does crash his little tiny car, but it just sits on his face <laughs> for a minute. He's, <laughs> <laughs> <You>
3: like, <laughs> room for one more?
4: Ah, excuse me.
3: <laughs> and then just delicately sits down in the seat like a yeah. flower.
4: <laughs> Red for your lives.
3: Uh, but, yeah, you're totally right about that. It does.
0: <laughs> what killed me with this whole, like... Let's talk about the Hubilation, because there's a lot of ridiculous, like, stuff in this. <laughs> it's a kid's it's a kids movie. I'm trying to... release at least it's PG, so I'm trying not to curse too much. But, like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie, especially in this middle part. I, like, the Hubilation was, like, such a great, like, laugh riot. Just them, him coming down and them being all, like, about it but then cindy luke gets here by the rally behind him and then they immediately start just like praising this man, man <laughs> like him. a deity Beaches. yes but like i love how it's like in from they what they raised you they bathed you they nursed you to health and then he comes out he goes you still are still living. <laughs> They call him the cheermeister. They put this little sweater on him. I love that transition of them just
3: he's like, stop, don't touch me there.
0: Ah. And then, boom, sweater.
3: And then they're like, oh, but we're not done. Get this yeah. food. Get this fake pudding.
0: Uh, that part always disgusted. I remember that as a kid. Him just going like, ah, I don't want it. Nah. Like, I made this. I made this. And I didn't. This
2: is not pudding. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally. laughs> what is
0: it? He goes, huh? Oh, his
4: reaction was so funny.
3: He goes, ah. <laughs> the transition to the conga lines. He's like, I'm leaving. All right, I'm going to leave after this. Okay, I'm zero. Yeah.
2: And then just starts demolishing little children in competition. Like,
3: <laughs>
0: oh, man. The sack race.
2: <laughs> the fact that been- this guy literally had fucking fun, though. like.
0: Yeah. No, before. to admit it. It was just so fun. Like, at some point, he's just on, he's standing on top of that little chair thing as they're rolling around going,
2: yeah! Girl, he
1: was having yeah. so much fun. Oh, God. I should have watched this movie again because I do not remember this.
0: You don't remember what? any of this?
1: <laughs>
4: Your favorite well, no. movie ever?
1: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't remember this. Look, when I think of The Grinch, I just think of when he's sitting down on his recliner, <laughs> chilling and eating glass. the glass beer. Yes.
0: <laughs> it was a wine bottle, though, because he talks about how what year huh, it was, was made. Yeah, iconic. Yeah. I love the whole like echo thing, though. <laughs> echo. That
1: echo. was hilarious. I still love that, but it's just like I don't remember some of these other things. I'm like,
0: what? Wait, hold on. I got the I got the echo effect. He goes, "Um, what does he go? He's like, I'm an idiot." I'm an idiot! (laughs) You're an idiot, Rick. He goes, I'm gonna talk slothfully. And so, when the
3: words (laughs) bounce back,
0: he's like, I'm not listening to you or something like that. And he goes on his whole spiel. He goes, You're an idiot! That
4: was was funny.
0: Uh, But yeah, I do like the fact that he does eat glass. Like, that was weird. But like... (laughs) It was weird, but also like uh, kind of clever.
2: Well, he said, uh, <laughs> I'm just eating because I'm bored. I said, like, Oh, I felt that.
0: Oh. Yeah, that
3: was a little too real.
2: <laughs> man, it
0: was funny because I was literally eating at the time. <laughs> I was like, Oh, man, it's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm then eating. put this
2: piece of pizza down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all, fun fact about that, too. I recently yes. found out that a lot of, like, stage pop glass is made out of heated and tempered sugar, so it cracks easily and doesn't hurt the actors. So mm-hmm. that's probably how he was able to eat it. Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: And the onion was an actual real onion. And the reason why he was spitting all out in the beginning, because it's a fucking onion. Who the hell can eat <laughs> onion like
4: that?
3: Ooh. dedication. Oh, man. Didn't eat,
0: oh, ew. <laughs> I don't even like onions on burgers. But, like, that's disgusting. Um, there was another point that happened that I remember, uh, I'm trying to remember it I don't think I wrote it down, but like um, it's it's in that same scene where he is like eating glass and everything the, uh, the it,
4: socks? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. the socks? <laughs> he,
0: that's literally my socks though I just pull them off and they just scurry away <laughs> oh my god oh,
4: fuck.
3: Uh,
0: I always wanted to know how they did that I found it weird how he can literally like walk around barefoot, but he puts on socks and shoes. Right. <laughs> like did he need to do that? <laughs> Cause he was fine in the snow later on in the movie with his no shoes.
3: Oh god. It's, but, it's just that physical comedy, like the giant on his hat in scary movie three that the sheriff wears that just keeps getting yeah. bigger. The brim
0: keeps <laughs> getting wider. Yeah. Oh man. Um so we get to the end of the jubilation. We talk about the disc- the the, the discru- destruction, destruction of it. I do like the fact that uh, the mayor tries to impress, uh, or he proposes to uh, Martha May, but then also like he puts her on puts her on blast with a new car, <laughs> and like he he's like in this new car paid with uh, the who's tax money. I was like, that's a no one got that. Like he used your tax money to give this woman a car. It was so quick too. Yeah. <laughs> And then I like how he shaves his hair, and he goes, oh, look. And he says, oh, someone's fabulous. And then just goes on his rampage.
2: Were they uh, two even together?
3: Like, was this man...
0: I think he was courting her. He wasn't... They weren't together. Because she's in her own house.
3: Yeah, and he was like... Remember at the beginning, he approached her, Martha May, like trying to ask her out, but he was mad nervous. Yeah. What a weirdo.
0: Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> Look, I may. Oh, you know what? Actually, I can. I can understand. Look at all the stuff I accomplished. Will you date me down? She's like, I got Christmas lights.
2: How? Actually, how about not dating me? How about you just marry me?
0: (laughs) Right, right.
2: Just skip the dating.
0: I love how it's a three-carat diamond, and it's literally just three diamonds on top of each other. Like that was (laughs) a funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What cracked me up is that. So, like, the Grinch burns down their tree, and (laughs) then, like.
3: Two minutes later they come out with a
0: spare tree. Like, where'd they get a spare tree? And Where the <laughs> fuck was it even at? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> the whole point of the tree is that you can see it from the mountain. So where was this extra tree laying? Around? Dude, the bridge was
2: so pissed. <laughs> like,
0: are you kidding? They're oh relentless. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man. This is yeah. It, but then yeah, so is around this point or a little after we do end up getting the actual like how the grid stole again pulls off the most incredible heist in one night ever. Like he pulls a reverse Santa, and it's like the the best thing because this whole I love the fact that it's Jim Carrey singing the song, uh you know, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Like, I love I never noticed that it was actually him singing about himself and they just keep that joke running throughout the entire montage
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he gets attacked by a cat not once but twice <laughs>
2: <laughs> that cat reminds me of Nyla <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god um but yeah I did I, yeah I said that <laughs> it's in my notes the fact that it took an hour to get to the actress though. um I like the, the license plate on the end of his little uh, machine thingy <laughs> it just says mean one but it's like mean, and then yeah, the number one, one. Um, and then we get the whole him, Miss Santa, and Cindy Lou, and again, Cindy Lou. I, d- does she recognize it's the Grinch? I couldn't tell from this scene in the in the original cartoon. I looked it up on YouTube. But in the original cartoon, it's very implied that she knows who he is, but here I don't know if she's she's kind of playing it
4: blonde because she so.
0: yeah, so I don't really think so either. Alright, well, yeah, because in that cartoon, to me, it, looked, it seemed like, in the old, like, whatever, what, 50s? No, not 50s. It was, like, 1970s cartoon. It, it's implied strongly to me that she knew it was the Grinch, and she knew who he was. But, like, in this movie, she really plays it off as, like, I'm sleepy and barely looking, but, like, are you Santa Claus? <laughs> and, I like, how he just, like, shakes the tree around and everything. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man
2: so just quick on his feet with it
0: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) we brought this up when we were doing a nightmare but he literally takes the sugar plums from people's dreams (laughs)
3: like
0: come on (laughs) again like plays into your whole deity thing is this
2: man stole the fucking mouse too are we gonna ignore ignore that (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: this little
1: mouse is just trying to get a little
2: crumb off the floor you see it picked up by. (laughs) <laughs>
0: which again it, i didn't realize but it's it's what is it the, the night before christmas it's the it's the whole you know it's a night before christmas and all through the house another creature was stirring and even a mouse and it's the green stealing all of that stuff all the kids or everyone well everyone's sleeping in their bed dreaming of sugar plum and he takes it and he's just seeing all this stuff and i'm like oh i get it now i get it it took me
3: 20 but i got it now and again, with the costume direction, too. The fact that the mouse had a haircut. Yeah. The mouse had haircut? Yes. It was like a long tuft of hair at the top. It looked like one of his fingers. No yeah. fucking way. Eh? For real.
0: Oh, oh, my oh, my God. We're going to be Google imaging this movie for like the, all night.
1: I'm going to watch
2: this movie again after we get off this. <laughs> I
0: think I might, too, because it's just that funny. <laughs> like,
2: it's just a good movie. <laughs> It's
0: like it gold. really is. Oh god! Like, there's so many good stuff in this movie. I like when um, he, the fact that he puts like uh, what is it, thrusters on the back of his uh, his little sleigh, so it would just rocket power.
2: <laughs> like, Again, why man, would you need that? How the fuck do you even build that?
0: My my thing garage? is that why didn't he just use the the myriad of garbage shoots like, you know, just oh me god, as a director. As a director, you're like you got this whole like joke with the garbage chute that it goes up the mountain, but like he takes a sleigh. Like I get the motif of Santa, but like logic-wise, why wouldn't he just throw everything in the trash and then boom, it's at his house?
3: I never thought about it. We that. all
2: discovered earlier that the Grinch is a little, just a little <laughs> dramatic, you know?
3: Yeah. His anger just clouds his logic. Yeah, oh,
2: he's he's definitely an Aries.
3: <laughs> Aries gang. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> gotcha.
0: <laughs> you know what honestly I respect it. Um, another thing that oh another thing that cracked me up though it's just a really quick moment but the fact that he waits for Santa to leave <laughs> so he's that just on top of be the finishing
2: mouth. up any time now <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, like it's a quick moment we just see Santa just like getting on his sleigh and riding off and the group just like yep there you go <laughs> perfect he, oh,
2: he made the comment he was like this man comes out once a year but he don't ever get any slack for it. What the
0: fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah. I do that shit. And I'm crucified. What the fuck?
0: And then, uh, I'm here yeah.
2: to avoid the taxes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Again, it's very impressive that he pulls off this heist in, like, less than a couple of hours, honestly. Because it's one night. And then he goes back up the mountain. But poor Max, man. He Not only does he name him Rudolph and put, like, a little red nose on
3: him. When he makes him like he goes, he just makes him go up that mountain with the whole bag. And I'm like, oh man. Cause what's a ghoul without his faithful henchman? Am I right? Exactly. Very Dracula. Man. Um
0: and then I like when he gets to the top of the mountain, he goes, They're all gonna wake up and sing their boo-hoo song. And then like <laughs> cut, they're all literally singing boo <laughs> <laughs>
3: Now that's just like like that shouldn't be funny, but it's funny. Like You can't not love this movie. You can't.
0: Oh, man. Oh, God. All right, uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, start wrapping up here? Because I think we've pretty much covered most of the movie. Roger, you got any other notes?
3: <laughs> I do. I do. Alright, so, go for it. I kind of wanted to go more into that like omniscient lane, but kind of on a lighter note. I was saying earlier how he could be possibly represented as a malevolent you know type of otherworldly thing but he could also be positive because as we see at the end of the movie he does have a change of heart and i feel like that change could have been uh stimulated by the motif of him spinning around because it happened to him three times once he was singing the you're Mean when mr grinch in that swing he was spinning around the second time i don't remember and the third time when he was going down the mountain in his sleigh he was <laughs> spinning Yeah,
0: the second time is him in that little mini car. Little tiny
3: car. (laughs) Just to signify, you know, the change of his character and perhaps this quote-unquote deity figure being for the better good. And then some examples would be the fact that he even says during his monologue up there while he's, like, plotting on the Hoos, you know, one thing that I could do later, uh, I could have lunch with myself, I could also solve world hunger, but tell no one. Oh, my God, dude. Like a deity... And then could, another thing I noticed... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Walter.
0: No, I'm just saying, like, you could literally write, like, a whole dissertation about this I'm This t- entire Dr. god. Bennett. Man.
3: And then Are another he, thing, yeah. when, like, the fact that he, like, lives in this layer with all of these incomprehensible things to the who's like if you were to look at it you're like what the heck is that but to somebody on that level it's it's normal like the green clock that's by his bed that's going in all these different directions aka symbolizing the fact that if he were this godlike creature he doesn't follow the normal constraints of time because he's immortal it's it's wow just like all the stuff that i picked up on it just from that idea
0: i if, okay, so I don't know if you guys ever been here on the podcast when I brought this up, but like okay, so there's a running joke between me and Sheldon whenever we do shows together that because me and Sheldon get into these deep kind of like conversations with some of the podcasts we do, especially if they're like really about like silly movies. But like um we talk to our fifth grade audience who's learning how to write papers and so Roger you definitely hit that audience there.
3: <laughs> Boom.
0: <laughs> All the fifth graders listening. Um this is your this is your topic, the Grinch. How he is a uh, deity or not deity, but changes the entire world around him. Or Snowflake, I should say. Uh,
3: And then, Mr. Walter, I have one more point. Go for it. But it does, it ties into the very end, like the part where he kind of makes a change of heart and he's down there with the who's again. Is it cool if I skip ahead? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay, so... Both of our characters, Martha May Huvier, I feel like, to tie it back yeah. to the original topic of like capitalism versus nature, I feel like Martha May Huvier could represent society's more progressive ideas of capitalism or just the implications of what it could be like in the future. So check this out. You know, the fact that she's a woman and femininity usually represents intuition. It could be that she's like that higher level of you know what capitalism could be because she is capitalism she still partakes in the christmas game which does incite negative aspects in others like the competition with betty but she admits her attraction to the grinch which perhaps symbolizes how later on in the future just like later on in the film we can coexist in a society run by the dollar martha mayhuvier and still be respectful of nature and traditions spirituality the grinch
0: yeah all right i guess i see that i see that so even kind of like i don't want to i think you're right i think you're right when it comes to especially with martha who like she's she's my favorite character so i paid extra attention to her for a myriad of reasons but mainly to Doggy. me
2: <laughs> <dirty dog>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to me martha may uh to me i thought she represented motherhood like uh as like um if going into your nature thing, if if the Grinch is this more representation of nature, then at some point you would have to include Mother Nature and them getting together at the end, thus she becomes <sighs> Mother Nature. Because throughout this entire movie she is seen as like object, but you get these scenes with her where she does feel more motherly rather than lusty. Like, the men around her are lusting after her, but she feels well, she only feels something for the Grinch. And it's, it's repressed because she's being a mother to this town, basically. Like, she's the mother figure people strive to be. Which, if you go into, like, Greek mythology and all that, a lot of the the gods, a lot of the goddesses are seen as motherly, especially, in like, in Egyptian culture and uh, Greek and Roman. They're, they're more motherly, earthly-type goddesses. So that's what I was thinking, that she was very motherly. And now that you brought this up, I feel like we're kind of meeting in the middle here.
3: No, it's so true. And the fact that she's, like, the most luxurious out of all of them, kind of symbolizing her status and power as that figure, but still Mm -hmm. living within the Who's, like Mother Nature. That's, no, that's dope.
0: Any thoughts?
2: That seems pretty horny to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, on the other hand of it, she is just the Beyonce of Whoville.
3: True.
0: Who Huancey. Is that that a...
3: Not a (laughs) Huance. <laughs> Martha yes. May Huance.
0: Yes.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I
0: guess that makes the Grinch Jay Z. He is
4: Ooh.
0: from the north. He is from the north,
3: and he is also from the hard life. Reminding oh that
0: that terrible Annie. Like, I, I don't want to say terrible because it may have been good, but like one of the there's that musical I ever hate. It's just a side thing, but like because uh nbc they do like these little live action uh stage musicals now sometimes but like the recent one they did was annie and my again my little brother likes annie my grandmother likes annie there's one musical i absolutely hate with a passion it's annie and that was just playing all weekend so now that you said that like the hard life i was like ah flashback sorry (laughs) not good um but yeah anything else anybody want to add
2: I am struggling to find this damn mouse because I'm trying to look at the Mohawk.
0: (laughs) It's like a really weird looking mouse, you know. But like, Doctor Seuss has like weird looking animals. Like they have this whole like, uh, what is it? The uh, the Who Beast or something like the Who Roast Beef or something like that that they chop at the end, and he goes
1: Who (laughs) Roast Beast? Yeah. I thought he said roast beef. See y'all. I ain't gonna quit my job. This bitch is
2: like, oh, shit. I man. think
1: about roast beef. <laughs> Did
3: y'all think, y'all, the roast beast? We don't know what that is. What if that is a Grinch? Man, the thing had, like, six legs. <laughs> it
0: was weird looking. But, like, I love the fact that at the end he was like, who wants the gizzard? I do. Too late. That's mine.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, all right. You know, it looked good. It looked pineapples on it. It looked pretty good. Oh yeah, I tried.
0: I was looking on the table for any green eggs and ham, but I didn't see it.
2: That would have been so fucking funny if it was on there.
0: Okay, I would have loved that. All right, so yeah, the I think the ending of this movie is pretty like again, like the last hour or not last hour, but the last couple of minutes of this movie is the actual story. Very familiar. It wraps up in a nice tiny bow. Pun not intended. That time. But uh, basically, the the movie's resolved by the Grinch having a mild heart attack and then giving all the <laughs> gifts back, <laughs> or like a reverse heart attack, I guess, because <laughs> he starts beating. The perfect uh,
3: description, honestly.
0: Yeah, like it, that entire scene is excellent because he's just on the ground, arriving. But like it's a reverse heart attack because it, it's growing. Um, Whoville has to be the most forgiving town ever um like even Riverdale's not this forgiving when (laughs) the entirety of the town just gets shooken um but yeah we huh they
2: got their gifts back
0: yeah yeah but like (laughs) (laughs) he did steal all of them and he i mean not the point but like I i thought it was really cool how they were just forgiving about it and they're like you know what it's fine we got our gifts back but we realize the true meaning of christmas now and this is what I meant earlier, but like so there's a there's like three main songs in this movie. <laughs> and for some reason, the one that Glee did was not the Where Are You Christmas? They did Fahu Dorde. <laughs> Which in the world. I don't even remember what episode. I mean, obviously it was a Christmas episode, but like I don't even remember why they sang this song. But like I once they started singing Fahu door Day, I was like this is one Glee, and I remember them singing it, and I had to look it up. I'm like, yeah, they they sang this song for some reason, but I don't know why they sang it. Like, it's so you know, just me inserting Glee in there, but like, yeah, they just <laughs> that just took me back for a moment. But like, I love the fact that the Grinch is singing all the wrong words. <laughs> <laughs> nah, who door? Right? Nah, who floor? <laughs> but he's like the only one off pitch too. <laughs> like that always cracks me up. But yeah, then we end. And uh, with that, we're going to end our little podcast here. So guys, Savannah, Roderick, Emory, do you recommend How the Grinch Stole Christmas from the year 2000? Uh, Ray, you want to start us off?
1: Oops, sir. Well, yes, I do recommend it, but I don't recommend watching it a lot because you will get tired of it.
3: Damn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe right. not everybody, but I,
3: I do Definitely recommend it. 10 out of 10 sugar plums. Aww. Sugar plums.
0: I like that you did that. Uh, go ahead, Savannah. Just give us one last.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch this movie right now. We get off this podcast. I'm not even kidding. Yes. Send, send me your Amazon thing because I'm not paying for this shit. I think it's oh, yeah. bullshit that it's not free on damn.
0: I was surprised they it wasn't do that free. Around the
1: holidays. They start charging... They take everything off around Christmas and you got to pay for it. And then once Christmas is over, they'll put it back.
0: Yeah, like, because
1: I watch this shit year round. So
0: yeah, like <clears throat> fuck em. I was surprised. Like, I don't mind buying movies, especially because I use uh, mainly the stuff that we get. We have one subscriber. Like, and It's my mom. So she sends like $10 a month. But Like, that's what I use to buy the movies. But, like, Ooh, I no. paid $10 for this movie. and I'm like, why is it $10? Christmas is right around the corner. It should be on sale. But, it should be free, fuck. Yeah, like, I'm also paying a monthly <laughs> subscription for Amazon. Why do I have to pay for this movie? But, like, honestly, after watching it, I'm kind of glad I paid for it. Because now I get to watch it and do whatever I want.
2: Walter, can I also, like, compliment you on the green that you're doing? I I, I like it. Hey. Okay, festive. Yeah,
0: Roderick said the same thing when we started.
2: <laughs> I noticed it earlier, and I was like, I'm not going to just jump in in the middle of this podcast and be like, I like the green, Walter. Yeah,
0: yeah, I try to be I try to be thematic with the uh ever since I got this little light here. Um, so whatever movie we're doing, I try to change the color to the main color of the movie. So yeah, green here. Like um, it. yeah. So uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I definitely recommend it. Um, I was, This was a pleasant surprise. Again, much like last year when we did uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. I was pleasantly surprised. I guess whatever Savannah and Emery suggest the holiday movie, I just somehow get. To- but like i really enjoyed rewatching this movie it 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 works better now that i'm an adult than i remember being a kid but uh i do just have that con conflict of like the over the first act is just a little over long with exposition and stuff and that it does take about an hour to get to the actual story but it it, this movie is the the art direction is amazing the makeup does look great i think it is oscar worthy especially since for being 2000 like you know, we wouldn't really get CGI till a couple years later. Honestly, I think what with 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 Scooby Doo and two, uh, like modern CGI with like Scooby Doo with uh, what was that two thousand and two? So yeah, like two years later, we will start using CGI more. But like here, since they went full practical with makeup and stuff. I liked it. Uh, I definitely recommend this movie. Jim Carrey is great. I hope we get to do more Jim Carrey movies, although we have to be very selective because not all of his stuff is gold. But uh, I think he does it great. Uh, so this is a pretty basic recommend for me. Like, it's praise. I'm surprised by it. It is very much a basic Christmas movie plot-wise. But other than that, it's a great, fun movie to watch. Watch it high. Watch it regular. Uh, you know, watch it with a cup of cocoa. Watch it with your dog. Watch recommend- it in
2: the fucking summertime. It's just great.
0: <laughs> yeah if you're feeling a little too hot outside just put this movie on yes um so yeah that's our podcast thank you guys for joining me on another one um i forgot to mention this but like uh, you know we're, we're wrapping up here this is our second to last episode this is our penultimate episode for our whole season here we're, we're ending the year we're ending season three of the podcast um i asked the boys on our last podcast we did fantastic for 2015 but like how did you guys feel about uh season three here you guys been on a couple of episodes um 2021 how do you guys feel about the podcast how do you how do you do you enjoy doing season three
3: listen me being a newbie i'm super excited about it i can't wait to see what happens
0: yeah roger here was our newest member him and a hacker this year you
3: No, know, i
2: always enjoy it. i love coming in on movies i love
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I, i've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i noticed i like having uh you guys on here though uh Man, Roderick, we've come a long way since, what, Scream 2, Django. And now we're here. Yes. <laughs> and it's <laughs> always great having... I know, Savannah, you've been very busy this year, along with Mra, But it's always great having you guys on here. I think it's great to have more female voices, too. Because uh, it is just kind of like me, Shelton, Roderick. And then we get Zaria in there. She's really stepped up this year. But, like, it's nice having female, more female voices on the podcast, I feel, personally. It, it <laughs> provides more more range for our, our version of comedy and our dark humor as well as talking about movies
2: mm-hmm. agreed agreed
0: all righty so again thank you guys um as far as what's next on the podcast i do want to touch on this because um next next time after this episode so next week it'll be our last episode of uh, for season three for a while uh the podcast will end with that episode so uh next week we'll be doing movie i've been dying to do for so long because i'm so excited but we're doing Scream 4. Um, I'm pretty sure, Roderick, you're going to be on that episode as well. You already know. Yes. Um, I'm planning on getting a, a, another different type of group. I think you will likely see me, Roderick, and Shelton, or here, not seeing us, here, me and Roderick and Shelton. But I'm debating on bringing in one or two more people. I think Javon was down, and it may be either Hector or Ben. But just because uh, Scream 4 is such a different bridge movies for that franchise and i just want to bring in some new voices for scream given the last time they were all killed off with just me and roger talking about scream 3 but like uh yeah i'm excited because scream is coming out in january but like i said um that'll be our scream 4 will be our last episode for a while we won't be back officially till about the middle or more like mid to late january so definitely after that new scream movie comes out That'll be our first episode for that season, season four. But um, in between, I think me and Roderick uh, will have some other stuff planned. Uh, I think we're planning on doing I Know What You Did Last Summer, the series. We're definitely got we're going to do that in between, probably around New Year's. And then as well, um, you'll probably see a little mini podcast for the Chucky series that just came by, which I'm telling you guys now, one of the best TV shows of the year. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, kind of get us a little ending here before we officially go and just give us like what's what's coming in season 4 because I mean I'll get more into it when we do Scream 4 but I'll be very much in Scream mode so a lot of that will be pertaining to what we can expect but this is just some stuff that you can expect from season 4 next year like I said we'll be back middle of January mid to late January but we're definitely doing Scream Um, a big thing I want to try and do is to get us back into theaters Um, I don't know how that's going to work too much but like i'm trying to figure it out especially with money wise but like i definitely want us to become more relevant of a podcast when it comes to newer things coming out so the big test will be the new scream movie and then if that works out we may do morbius that vampire jared Leto marvel movie maybe but if not we're going to dive into uh, a musical it's been a long time since we've done a musical todd uh something we've been talking about since we started the podcast actually so i feel like now the-
1: todd Yes,
0: I want to get that in there, especially since the passing of Caesar, Caesar, uh, Steven Stonheim. So I feel like now would be a perfect time to really get that in there. Um, but as the year goes on, uh, my plan for season four, yeah, one, for us to try and do more relevant movies, get into theaters. But two, to also get back into doing more mystery-type stuff, get into more darker movies. Um, so uh, what I really... The movies will definitely be doing... Uh, that i'm really excited for we we're getting back into like murder mystery type stuff february i have planned for uh, murder on the orient express from 2019 then we have the death and the that's coming out that uh following week and then uh we're gonna dive into clue a movie that i've watched so many times because it's so funny and i really want you guys to watch it um but a game i've never played
2: oh come on we gotta play that's my fucking
0: game yeah, we should probably make that a uh, video just me with just us playing uh, Clue cuz I've never played before.
2: It's so fucking great. I tried to explain Clue to Mike and actually teach him how to play, but sometimes he's just a little bit.
0: Well, off. I think I think you're going to love the movie. It's it's basically kind of the same comedy as The Grinch, but there's a lot of adult humor in that. But it it's pretty it's a pretty funny movie. I've watched it twice now. But uh, yeah. Um then uh leading into march i'm not gonna go down the whole list i'm just gonna what we're, we're like specifically doing like what i have matter of fact that's in january murder mystery stuff we're moving on we're again we're focusing on mysteries more getting into more darker stuff march we'll be doing prisoners and movie starring uh uh, uh hugh jackman terrence howard viola davis um jake gyllenhaal and uh paul dano that's gonna lead us into the batman and uh, after that, we're going to got another little, fun little 80s movie. It's like a murder mystery slasher thing, but it's called April Fool's Day. It's going to be one of the most weirdest movies you'll ever see. April, we're going to take a big break in April, mainly because that's me and Shelton's birthday. And I think it will just be a good time to take a break from the podcast. But we'll be back with uh, our first Martin Scorsese movie, The Departed. And then <laughs> we're going to talk about a movie with uh, Mrs. Uh, Vagina Candle herself, Mrs. Goop. Uh, (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow we're doing a Gwyneth Paltrow movie with Matt Damon that's the talented Mr. Ripley a movie that I was obsessed with for a little hot minute after watching it because I was speechless at the end that is a really crazy movie that no one talks about and I don't see why Uh, um, and then last last thing I'll say uh, in May that'll be a big month for us Uh, Doctor Strange is coming out that month it seems like a good time to get back into superheroes so We'll be doing Scott Pilgrim and Batman v Superman getting into.
4: Dallas, yes. yes.
0: Yes. So many people have asked me to do Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, okay, I guess we can. So we're doing it in next May, uh, very early on. And then uh, Batman, Batman v Superman, a movie that I definitely love from the DC side of things. I know Zarya wants to talk about that one. Then we'll talk about Doctor Strange. Uh, there may be another show in there somewhere. And then after that, June, July, all of our normal stuff. I'll leave that to the imagination. But I will say, in June, we'll be doing another movie Savannah uh, suggested, The Mist. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. be getting to that one. Again, we're getting into some more darker stuff. By darker, I mean we're talking about a lot of movies that deal with child death. <laughs> like, it's a lot of child murders in these Unnecessary
2: movies. Unnecessary.
0: Yeah. Savannah, I remember
2: necessary. watching
1: that at your house. Man.
0: Yeah. The movie just so, pissed me off. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um um just tune in next season for what else we got going on uh another thing is next season will not just be all movies i know this year we never got to doing our story stuff but i hope to rectify that next year in between all the movie stuff i do have some um narrative stuff planned out we're gonna i don't know if we're ever gonna if i'm ever gonna conclude our little antioch story i had it written out then i rewrote it and i just got frustrated with it which is why we never did it but uh, I have some mini stories that I've been working on. So I'm like, well, this could work. Also, I think us doing, uh, before the podcast, if you go to our earlier episodes, I mentioned that I wrote a pilot and was getting ready to shoot it before the pandemic hit and shut it down. So I think I might just turn it, I think I might just give it an ending and then we'll do that as a narrative, as a short story. Um, I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, I think it's a pretty good story too. I think it's one of the best things I've written. But um, more on that as we get closer to that. Uh, season four of the podcast is something I definitely am excited for because I have a lot of things planned as far as just kind of growing the podcast and just growing our content. But as of right now, we've gone late enough. I know everybody's sleepy. I know you're probably listening to this podcast going at When is he going to shut up? But um, <laughs> that's it. Again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um,
1: happy- Merry Chrysler.
0: <laughs> <Mary> Chrysler.
1: <laughs> Waiting for it.
0: Happy, um, what is it? Uh, jubilation. Happy Hubilation. And um, hopefully your heart grows over these next couple of episodes. See you next week for Scream Four. Definitely excited for that one. So, all right. Later.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Murder Board podcast. You can find more of the Murder Board podcast by following us on Instagram at murderboard_pod and on Twitter at murderboard_the. There you can ask questions and leave comments about the show. Please don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. You can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, and of course here on Anchor Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. That way we can get the podcast out to even more listeners and build our Murder Board community. Also, consider supporting this podcast by helping sustain future episodes such as this by hitting the support slash link button down below in the show notes. Or you can join our official Patreon. There you can gain access to early episodes and videos, get bonus episodes, and more Murderboard content. Look for new episodes on Fridays and or Sundays, and we'll catch you again on the Murderboard.